Welcome to another episode of the Good Guys Podcast. My name is Brandon Dixon. I am a happily married man and a humble father of four. And as always, I am joined by none other than the Honorable, the Reverend, Slim Rev, a.k.a. Joshua Eze. What's good, BD? How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I think we got a good episode today. All right, I'm feeling pretty energized. Yeah, it's all good over here. How about how how about how about yourself? Man, I'm feeling great. Fall fell through. Came holler at your boy. No more humid. Well, there's still humidity. That's that's one thing that I'm not gonna miss here when I get the glory. That's humidity. Mm. It's not the it's heat, like, it's the humidity. It's the humidity. Bro, it could be 47 to 57 some degrees outside, but that humidity is going to be like, what's up? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Bro, I was up to like 2 or 3 in the morning. That, that, I looked at my phone, bro. That thing said 100% humidity. I said, bro, 100%, bro, you couldn't, you can't go to sleep. Yeah. I'm a sweater. I'm a sweater. I'm the you know same way. And it's always like when the seasons change, like fall and like spring, when the when the temperature starts to change, <clears throat> man, I'll be sweating. Just wake up just soaking. Wife be mad at me. I'm like, Sorry, listen, baby. man, I'm like, bruh, like I thought I drunk enough water, but I sweat a lot. And so I, I just up my water intake. But man, this humidity got to go. But fall fell through, you know, long sleeves, little sweater joints now. You know what I'm saying? khaki slacks you know what i'm saying i'm excited all right all right well like i said we've got a great episode uh today but before we get started i do want to first say if you have not done so already and you enjoy the good guys podcast and you're watching the good guys podcast subscribe to the good guys podcast hit that subscribe button hit the bell so that you get post notifications so that you know when we come out with new content uh, tell your friends about the Good Guys podcast, share the podcast, hop in the comments, get active, help us grow the Good Guys podcast. Of course, I do want to thank our loyal subscribers, our notification gang for sticking with us. We All appreciate right. you. We, we, we really do. You guys show up every Sunday. I mean, like this is church service. Y'all show up every service. We really appreciate you. Absolutely. Y'all like the Wednesday night, Wednesday night Bible class. Like Bible study group. Mm. Mm-hmm. The faithful few. We the appreciate you. Few. All right. We're going to go ahead and get it started as we customarily do with the weekly airing of grievances. <clears throat> and we've got one today. So it was an airing of grievance. And then recent news came out that kind of dispels my airing of grievance. But it's still a grievance nonetheless. We're going to talk about it. My grievance is with Popeyes, Cajun, Louisiana, chicken and biscuits. Okay. Popeyes came out with the chicken sandwich about, what, two months ago or so? Mm. Came out with the chicken sandwich. All right. You know, it, it was a big deal. Popped off on so uh, popped off on social media. You know, people saying it's better than Chick-fil-A. It's <clears> this, <throat> it's that. It, it was a good chicken sandwich. I'm not going to hate on them. Can you knock it? But my grievance and my problem is they ran out of chicken. Okay? They ran out of chicken sandwiches. They said, we'll be back. And for the next two months, 
we've got nothing. We've got no word from Popeyes when the sandwich is coming back, when we can expect it, uh, some kind of timetables, nothing. Hmm. Now, I did see in the news here recently where they're saying that the sandwich is supposed to be coming back um, at about 150 locations here in early November. Get out of here. You know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm, this, this is not sufficient, Popeyes. This is my airing of grievance. Popeyes, how do you mess this up? How can you come out with a product that drives people crazy, that has people waiting in lines for hours at a time, that has people even committing acts of violence wow. for this sandwich and run out of chicken sandwiches and then why does it take you so long to get the sandwich back like i did i'm really confused here like who's your chicken supplier who's your chicken plug clones clone meats well then you need to they need to clone better hmm. how does okay. it take you two or three months to get the the, the, the chicken sandwich back on the market Hmm. So what I've heard is that they're having to hire up more employees because one of the major problems was that employees were, you know, burnt out. They were tired from working long shifts and not getting breaks and things like that, which is totally understandable, by the way, because if I worked at Popeye's and it popped off the way it did two months ago, I'm immediately quitting. Okay, I didn't sign up for this. You're paying yeah. me about uh, 13, 12, 11, maybe dollars an hour. Yeah. And you want me I, to just, I just signed up to be on my phone in between orders. I didn't sign up to actually work. Exactly. If I wanted to really work, I would have gone to Chick-fil-A. Okay. Yeah. I, Popeye's, I know it's not going to be busy, like pretty much ever. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen Popeye's busy <clears throat> until they came out with the chicken sandwich. And to those Popeye lovers, those Popeye stands that say Popeye's is better than Chick-fil-A, tell me this one thing. Why what? is Popeye's never busy? Because Chick-fil-A is always busy. Yes. So, they've hired up a bunch of new employees because they're going to be rolling out the new the, the sandwich again. And they, they are talking about having, you know, two people or three people designated just to making chicken sandwiches. They're they're I guess they're rebuilding the infrastructure so that they can be prepared this time. But is it but really all, it's two, three months later, Popeyes? Like what if it's not you know what I mean? Look at the society the, that we're in. We we have a very short attention <clears throat> span. If if an iPhone can't hold our attention span for more than a year, do you really think your chicken sandwich is going to pop off the same way it did two, three months ago? The memes have come and gone. Yeah. When they first bring it back, it might pop for like maybe a week or two. After that, <clears throat> it's going to be commonplace. We can get it. Yeah. Once, once it comes to the point where we can get a Popeye's chicken sandwich where, when we want to, you're going to be stuck with an excess of chicken. You're going to be stuck with a bunch of employees that you're having to pay. There's going to be layoffs. There's going to be waste. Hmm. Popeyes, you messed this up. You really did. Yeah, man. I, I'm at the point like I just don't care. Like, 
Chick-fil-A represents that good, wholesome Christian guy that a woman, that women overlooked. Mm. This new, hot and spicy, full of girth, full of, full of, (laughs) (laughs) full of uh, grace and truth. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Better word. Brand new. Yeah. Brand new car. Everything. And that good, wholesome Christian guy was consistent. Mm. He was faithful. Mm. He never ran out. Mm-hmm. He was always there for you. And now here comes this guy. This guy who's who's the new thing in town, new person in town. Next thing you know, he leaves you. And then here comes the hey, big head text. The W-Y-D, what you doing, text. Mm. See, see, see? That's why I was Team Chick-fil-A. I knew. I knew they wasn't ready. Mm. I knew they wasn't ready for the for what Chick-fil-A has been consistent in. And that's why I respect Chick-fil-A. See, Chick-fil-A understood that insecurities are loud. Right. Confidence is silent. Mm. All Chick-fil-A did was stay true to them. If they can beat the LGBTQ community, if they can withstand their support of Trump, if they can go through that and people still get chicken, who you think you was, Papa? Mm. Huh? Huh? Who did you think you was? Chick-fil-A say, you know what? I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be true. I'm going to be faithful. Time is on their side. They have the infrastructure. They have the employees that greets us and gives me a large cold ice of water for free. Mm-hmm. They 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 got everything that we need. Popeyes, on the other hand, scrambling, scrambling. Do you really think we're gonna care about your sandwich? Like I may get it one more time, but how can I trust your second meat? How can I trust your second chicken? Where do you get this chicken from? Huh? <laughs> we have questions, Popeyes. We have questions. You know what I'm saying? What 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 like what 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 kind of what's in your chicken, bro? Why is and it so watch. big? Yeah, why it's so big? Genetically modified. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants that. And all the people that moved on to the next, man. I yeah, man. Was... I don't I don't trust the meat, man. I don't trust it. But I think that's an important parallel that you just made, J. E. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A is the good guys. <clears throat> That's us. Chick-fil-A is the good guys. Chick-fil-A over the years has been steady and consistent providing, you know, excellent chicken sandwiches. Okay. Exemplary customer service. Top notch. On a consistent basis, year after year. Okay. Through throughout the highs and the lows, things have come and gone in society. You know, the, the Chick Fil A has been steady. You see those other these other fast food chains that have like a different like burger or sandwich or some kind of you know the new trick up their sleeve every other week. Mm-hmm. You don't see that from Chick Fil A. You don't. They do a few things very well, and they are consistent with it. Yep. And that's the good guys. It's the good guys. But then you have like your Popeyes who comes with this new fancy chicken sandwich. 
It seems so much more cooler. And it's only because it's the new thing. It's a chicken sandwich just like the one Chick-fil-A has. Yeah. But it comes through and it's new and social media, you know, it grabs a hold of it. So it's <clears> the cool thing. It comes in and it, it like a, a blaze of glory into your life. Looking like it's the greatest thing ever. And you might switch over from that consistent chicken sandwich that you've been having all these years to go with the new craze, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. And it looks like it's going to be the greatest thing ever. Oh, it's better than the chicken sandwich. We never thought it was possible. It's going to take over. And Mm. just like that. Yep. It's gone. Promised you the world. Told you it was going to change your life. Hmm. it's what you've been waiting for. And just like that, it's on to the next. Gone. And you left the consistent chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A, the good guy. Yeah. We'll still be here. You know, that's what good guys do. They stay. But, (laughs) but, but we care about that bottom line. Mm. Are you able to upgrade us? Mm. Are you able to <laughs> just come back to the good guys, man? And I think Popeyes got caught up in the hype, but forgot they were being used. Uh-huh. I think I think this whole craze was here comes my conspiracy theory. Oh boy, here we go. I think they I think they hyped this engine to cover up something that we forgot about. We don't even know what they covered up. There was something that happened, and then I think it was a Jeffrey Epstein. And next thing you know, Chick-fil-A sandwiches came out of nowhere. Not Chick-fil-A, uh, Popeye sandwiches came out of nowhere. And now you want to come back out with a chicken? The government, all these people ain't going to use you no more. They <laughs> on to the next thing. You're going to come out, our chicken sandwich is back. And people's going to be like, okay. Mm. Bro, like, honestly, honestly. If Popeye's does come back with a chicken sandwich, right? Because mm-hmm. Popeye's sound like a Kanye album. You know what I'm saying? We don't even, they, they advertise it coming back. They may not come back. You never know, right? Right. How many times are you going to get that sandwich? Right. Compared to Chick-fil-A. Like, in the next, for the rest of the year, how many Popeye sandwiches would you get and how many Chick-fil-A sandwiches would you get? This is true. <clears throat> like, it's just kind of like, it's like, it's like a novel thing. Like, you know, okay, I want to try the Popeye's chicken sandwich. And it's good. But I just don't know, man. Like the whole experience as a whole, like I don't what 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 comes with the Popeye's chicken sandwich though? The Popeye's fries, they're eh. See what I'm saying? Eh. See, 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 it's, it's all about see, see, that's what's wrong with people. They want one thing, one great thing. No, it has to be a package. People just don't bring one thing to the table. They bring a lot of things. Like, think about this. Like when I go to Chick-fil-A, do you think I do you think I ever concern myself or feel worried about their cooks? Do you think I care about how they treat their chicken back there? How how if it's gonna be cooked well? Popeyes, you got a question. Like, like, like I like, bro, who are you hiring to make the chicken? Like, like I'm scared to go certain places and bite into their sandwich, because once you take the first bite. Imagine taking a bite of a sandwich and look at the sandwich and there's something nasty there, some maggots or something. Oh, gosh. Or chicken that's not cooked all the way. See, Chick-fil-A, I never have to worry about that because their standards are high. Peace of mind. 
Peace of mind. If I go through the Popeye's line, I got to lock my doors. You see what I'm saying? I got to roll, keep my window rolled up until I get to the window. And even then, after I give her my card and get my card back, preferably, I roll my window back up. I got to be careful when I drive off because I don't know who's going to try to speed in. At Chick-fil-A, I know that it's covered by the anointing of God. It's covered. There's angels at every post of Chick-fil-A. And, when uh, was the last time you heard any violence at a Chick-fil-A? Uh-uh. You haven't heard no violence? Popeyes come out of chicken sandwich. People dragging people out of the out of the window, employees out of the window fighting each other. Very What's true. in the chicken, man? What's in the chicken? I go to Chick-fil-A, man. I I I'm greeted. I'm I'm respected. And I get a good product. And I get a good f- like, bruh. The their fries suck. Like, bruh, like, what, what, why is Popeye's in business? <laughs> think about, just think about That's this, harsh. bruh. Think, think, no, no, think about this, bruh. What's one thing before the sandwich come out? Was there anything that your taste buds communicated to you like, we got to get this today? Nothing. <laughs> Not, like, my taste buds determines what I eat for the day. Right. It screams. Deep crying after deep. You see what I'm saying? Letting me know, hey, we want this. Right. Taste buzz. Y'all want this? Bet. I'll drive over there and get that for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Y'all been looking out for me for 33 years. I got you. When I drive by Popeye's, bro, I drive by. I don't even recognize a Popeye's. When you drive by Popeye's, do you like, oh, there's a Popeye's. No, you keep going. <laughs> no, you keep going. <laughs> keep going. Nobody. No, bro, it's hard for me to pass by Krispy Kreme. It's hard mm. to pass by Krispy Kreme. It's hard to pass by Bojangles. Mm. It is nearly too hard for me to pass by Chick-fil-A. Ever since y'all got me on a Chick-fil-A this summer, bro, it's been a problem. Bro, I've been getting the chicken sandwich. Sometimes I get the chicken sandwich, two large fries, large cup of water. Mm. Sometimes I get the two chicken sandwiches, one spicy, one regular, one large fry. Oof. Bro, like the combination, bro. It's like a combo guard, bro. It's like Kawhi Leonard, bro. Like two ways. I get so much from there. If I go to chick, if I go to Popeyes, bro, <clears throat> what am I getting? What am I getting? A three piece and a biscuit. A dry and biscuit. A dry biscuit. Can these dry bones live, bro? <laughs> like, bro, I don't want no. There's, there's nothing worse than a dry biscuit, bro. Like that. That's let me. Chick Fil A would never. Have you ever got a cold sandwich from a Chick Fil A? No. Fries ever been cold? Night. Fries may have been fried hard. It's never been cold. And even if it was cold, you can go back and get you another. Let Popeyes make an error. They blame you for the error. You're not getting that error corrected. Bro, you remember that first time with the Popeyes and I got the chicken sandwich? I, <laughs> I came back around. I ordered me the chick for, chick, chicken sandwich before it got hype. Me and BD, we was ahead of the curve. Right. I go in there and get the sandwich. First off, my sandwich was anorexic. That big beef sandwich, that big uh, girthy sandwich that I got for the second time, this first sandwich I got was thin and hard, right? Mm. Bro, I bit into it. I was like, oh, where's the spiciness they were talking about? BD mm-hmm. was like, it's in the sauce. I said, it's in the sauce. I drive around. Hey, ma'am, I don't think I have the spicy sandwich. She was like, did you? You said no sauce, right? <laughs> it was like a five-second pause. I was like, so are you going to offer me sauce or a new sandwich? They just looked at me. And it got awkward, so I left. 
And so I was like, I was expecting Chick-fil-A. I was expecting, like, bro, I've worked in customer service. You go, I go over and beyond. Right. <clears throat> if I even get an inkling that you didn't, that you didn't have a great experience, top notch. Oh, Chick-fil-A is telling you to keep that sandwich. We'll bring you another one. Bruh, do you know how many times where I asked them, just only this one time, I can't say how many times, one time, I said, ma'am, I don't want to sound like I'm asking for a lot, but these tenders are small. <laughs> <laughs> ma'am, can I, I mean, they, they, you know, they were was, they was small and they wasn't juicy. Mm. Okay. It's nothing like a juicy tender, juicy tenders from Chick-fil-A. Right. Fresh out the whatever whatever they cook them in, mm-hmm. man. She told me to keep my tenders, bro, and she mm. gave me like six fresh ones. Ooh, my goodness! I, I I drove off because I just I knew I knew I was I, my favorite ex, it was around me. Mm-hmm. I opened that little red box and I saw six. And I was first when you picked it. I thought, like, why does thing feel heavy? Ooh, I feel like that's double for my trouble in here. That's a double portion. I said, man, Lord, I opened that thing and I saw six. I mm. parked right there. I didn't even leave. I parked. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> that sweet, spicy sriracha, I'm enjoying this because I got six fresh ones and three other. I had nine tenders, BD. Whew. That's a good day right there. That's a good day. Mm. Popeyes, mm-hmm. they're going to look at you. I'm like, y'all not going to help me? No. And if you ask again, you might get cussed out. Yeah, if I asked again, I might get shot. Or shot. Or drug out of my car. I don't know. My hearing a grievance for today? Popeyes. Just keep your sandwich. Or do it a limited time with this, because you're not going to be, you're going to have too much chicken in your stores. Nobody's going to, nobody cares anymore. I cannot see any scenario in which this turns out good for Popeyes. I really can't. Unless you got like a what? What else you gonna do? There's not another. There's not another way to do a chicken sandwich. Uh huh. There's only like two ways: regular and spicy. When it comes back, it's gonna be popping again, and you're not gonna be able to sustain that because nobody's working at Popeyes <clears> to <throat> be busy the whole time. Like nobody's doing that. They're gonna quit, and then. People are going to get tired of the chicken sandwich. It's going to be old news. And then you're going to have too many employees and too much chicken. It's not going to end well for Popeyes. It's not, bro. It's not. And I'm probably only going to get it one more time because I don't trust the meat. It is questionable meat. That thing was so huge, bro. Man, when I opened that bag, I looked in that sound. I said, whoa. <laughs> I said, bro, like, I, I, like, bro, like, my, j- never mind. <laughs> All right. I was going to. Nah, keep going, keep going. Nah, you was gonna clown me. Give me, give me some jokes. I'm not gonna say it. Okay. Well, you probably made a smart move. Yeah, this is a clean show. Mmm. We'll keep it that way, and we'll keep it moving to the next segment of the podcast, <clears throat> where we give you some valuable information, some some sustenance, some meat for your life, Joshua Ezzy. Has a clipboard full of notes. Ready for your day. Ready to share with you guys. My phone is fully charged, so he doesn't have to keep it, cut it short. Today, we're going to talk about how to prioritize your 
life. Yeah. Josh, I give you the floor. Yeah, man. I have a lot of points I want to share with you guys and gals today. It shouldn't take me too long. Maybe about a good 25 to 30 minutes. The way I exegete this, it should be should be precise and to the point. But today we're going to talk about, or the goal is to answer these four questions. <laughs> Number one, what are priorities? Number two, why we don't prioritize correctly. Number three, what should be priority in our lives? And number four, how to prioritize our lives. Let's start with some scriptures to, to kind of um, ankle our roots in. Two scripts I want us to kind of process. There's some other scripts that go with it, but real quickly, Luke chapter 12, verse 34 says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Matthew 6, 33, which is a familiar scripture, is, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his rights, and all these things will be added to you. <clears throat> Let's answer the first question of what are priorities. BD will be able to chime in to some of these points. I have a lot of them that I want to get to, but I pray and believe that they're going to be beneficial to you all because it's important for us to prioritize our life because we are people of purpose. God has created us for a purpose and there is a plan, a path, a pace that we're supposed to follow in order to fulfill who we were created, what we was created to fulfill. Number one, what are priorities? Let's talk about some definitions. One definition of priorities is something given or meriting attention before competing alternatives. Priorities are something given or something given attention or meriting attention before competing alternatives. This definition was so profound that when I looked at a BD, I was like, wow, this is very true that there are always going to be things competing for the number one through four spots in your life. It is our responsibility to make sure that we prioritize our lives to ensure that the top five or six things are sealed, almost canonized to the point to where these four things or five things are, 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 are established, are supported, are secured. Because in life, there are going to be a lot of things competing for your attention, competing for your time, competing for your energy. But a person of purpose prioritize their lives because they know their life matters and their lives are supposed to impact matters. My question to you is, have you prioritized your life? People of purpose prioritize a life. They think prior to their pursuits. They think prior to. To their pursuits. They prioritize the lives because they know every day, every moment of their life matters. Now, the definition again, something given attention or meriting attention before competing alternatives. All of us got a top, all of us have priorities, but most of our priorities are out of order. Some of us are giving top three energy to things that should be in the, that are at the bottom of 15. We are giving things that should be getting at the 15th place first place attention. And we wonder why our lives are unstable. We wonder why our lives are not producing the fruit that needs to produce. Now, why don't we prioritize? Real quickly, then we're going to get to some meat. Why don't we prioritize? Here we go. Here's a, here's a statement here. We are addicted to distractions and allergic to destiny supported disciplines. The reason why we don't prioritize our lives are is because we are addicted to distractions and are allergic to destiny supported disciplines. It's crazy how many of us are addicted to distractions. We are in love with them. We are engaged with them. We care more about other people pursuing a purpose. We're more consumed with somebody else succeeding in life than focusing on our own life. BD, when was the last time you watched a three-hour NBA game? 
When was the last time you watched the NFL game to its full? When you get to a certain age, you can't really watch a three-hour game. I go to Bleacher Report, Ball is Life. Not Ball is Life, but I go to Bleacher Report. I go to Undisputed. I, I, I Why am I going to focus my life watching somebody else make millions and I ain't made my first? Why am I going to watch three hours of somebody else succeeding and I haven't given any type of time to my life? My, I, I also contributed this to, to, I had to downsize my ministry, uh, ambitions and endeavors. I refuse to gain the world and lose my family. I refuse to gain an audience and millions of subscribers and lose my family. Priorities matter. Distractions are inevitable. They're going to come, but a person of purposes moves them things out the way. So we, the reason why we don't prioritize our lives is because we are addicted to distractions and allergic to destiny supporting disciplines. We look at disciplines like it's a cold, like it's like, like it's a, a, a allergy. We are addicted to disciplines. We don't want to be disciplined in destiny supported things because destinies are hard. Destiny is hard to produce. Purpose is hard to produce. It's hard to be who you was created to be. A lot of things in his life is after your identity. If they're after your identity, they have ownership of your ideas. If they have ownership of your ideas, then you become a prisoner to the system. What is keeping you from supporting your destiny? Those who have their destiny in mind know the supporting disciplines they need and prioritize their lives accordingly to ensure that every day, every moment matters to them. Let's keep going. We are paying attention to things that will not beneficially pay us back. We are paying attention to things that we that will not beneficially pay us back. Attention is currency. Attention is money. It's like money. Pay attention. Anything that grasps your attention, you paid for that. Your attention is valuable. When I walk through the schools, I can tell who don't have a father in their life. I can tell who has a broken home in life because of the attention they try to garner from me. I can tell when somebody is hungry for attention based upon how often they post, what they post, posting their relationship. That means they're insecure about the relationship. They posting so much about their life shows that they're not even really living their own life. We got to get to a place where we, where we hold back our attention and pay it forward, pay our attention to things that will not leave us in detention, pay our attention to things that's going to keep us from, 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 that's going to help us succeed. What are you paying your attention on? <clears throat> paying your attention on your phone, is it benefiting you? When you look at the end of your week and you look at your screen time, how many, how much percentage has your screen time gone up? How much money have you made from paying your attention to Instagram, paying your attention to Facebook? How much money have you made back? How much? Uh, uh, I know you got a bunch of laughter. I know you got a bunch of gossip. I know you got a bunch of that. But is that helping you? Is that benefiting you and yours? Let's keep going. We are addicted to distractions and allergic to destiny supported disciplines. We are paying attention to things that would not beneficially pay us back. Now, wherever you pay attention to is going to pay you back. Either it's going to pay you forward or it's going to pull you backwards. Either way, you're going to get something back for where you paid your attention. We must be aware of what deserves our attention and how to delegate our attention. That's important. We must be aware of what deserve. Do, do, do you know the more value you put in your attention, 
the the more the standards will raise around you. If if for ladies, if if men who see that you are are uh, uh, um who see that you are committed to your standards, they have no choice but to raise their standards. A man who holds to his standards, the women either going to leave him or raise their standards. Like when you have the right type of standards in your life and you and you keep your attention, why do you think people fight for your attention so much? I guarantee it. The girl you really like, I bet you stop giving her attention, she'll come around. The guy you like, I bet you stop giving him attention. You go, everybody's after attention because a lot of people are insecure. Insecure people are looking for attention because your attention validates or gives them validation. Hold your attention back and focus on your priorities. Let's keep going. Anything on that, BD? <clears throat> nope. You good? Now. Another problem is the reason why we don't prioritize BD is because we lack dignity. Let's keep going. Here is an order to this real quickly. This is just some systematic stuff to really help you process to see why you're not prioritizing your life real quickly. Divine acceptance or acknowledgement and destiny awareness and application produces and sustains personal dignity. When I know that I'm divinely accepted and through that divine acceptance, I always acknowledge the divine. Right. And then I go and I am aware of my destiny and I'm uh, applicable and I'm applying within my destiny. My dignity is established. Your dignity should not be in anything created. Your dignity should come from the one who's divine, who was God. When you know that you divinely accepted and you know that you're a son or daughter of God, right? And in that communion and in that relationship with God, you begin to practice the acknowledgement of him to direct your paths. Like Proverbs 3 says, trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understandings, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight, right? If you want your destiny and your path to be made straight, you have to understand who you are in God, your divine acceptance and you acknowledging God for him to direct your paths and your awareness of your destiny and the application that you put within the pursuit of it builds and establish personal dignity. You know, for a fact, hey, I don't need your acceptance. I've already been accepted by God. I don't need your support. I may want your support, but I don't need your support because I know God is going to order my steps. I'm focused. I'm too focused on my destiny to be distracted, worrying about why you're not focused on yours. And that per, and that those two things produces and sustains personal dignity and personal development. When I know I am dignified and I know that I am valuable, I know I'm priceless. I increase my value. The reason why I will never be broke. The reason why I will always be in demand, the reason why I'm always going to be valuable to whatever marketplace God wants me to be in, because I know who I am in Christ and I'm daily developing because I know I'm accepted and I know my destiny matters. Let's keep going real quickly. Which will produce and sustain personal dignity and personal development, which will initiate disciplines and will deepen your discernment. I know you may have to watch this over again because I don't already lost BD. But if you follow me, see, BD is not, let me tell you something about BD. BD is not conditioned with my material, right? So when I give these points like that, he's not used to that. You know what I'm saying? He used to those cotton candy sugar-coated stuff. You know what I'm saying? But when I, <laughs> but, but, but when I give that steak and potatoes, mm -hmm. 
When I give them fresh collard greens with the cornbread, it's going to sit in your stomach for a while. He can't hold it. That's why wow. that's that's why he's lost right now. Let's keep going. But for those who's been following me for some time, you love these points. BD's like, bro, why you got all these D's? He's not used to that. He's used to three points of benediction and y'all out for the next service to come in. For me, I'm gonna give you that work. I'm gonna give you that gospel. I'm gonna give you that truth. You see what I'm saying? Which will initiate <laughs> disciplines and deepens your discernment. See. Those who are on purpose, they understand discipline and they respect discernment. Discernment lets you know, helps you to decipher where you should delegate your attention. If I know this, that there's a, there's a devil in this woman, there's a devil in this opportunity. If I can discern that there is nothing divine in what is presented to me, then I won't allow that to compete with my, my, my canonized top five. We won't, won't, won't be able to compete with what's most important. What are you allowing to compete with the things that should be the most important things in your life? It's crazy how we play down to the competition. We play down to what's competing with what should what we shouldn't be allowed to compete in our lives. Let's keep going. Anything on that, BD? Oh. <laughs> I don't know when you're going to ask me to chime in. So Here like. we go. I got, see, BD, see, see how when you're a preacher... There are, there's, there's introduction. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Just like when you in the beginning, I let you ride. The introduction, you know what I'm saying? Let me give the people the points. Let me set the stage. Okay. The problem and the cause. Now we're going to get to some solutions where BD would be able to chime in. Okay. Okay. The next two questions we're going to answer or two points we're going to talk about is what should be priority in our lives and how to prioritize our lives. Now, of course, you know, the boy, the kid, the slim rep, the preacher got priority broken down by letter. You see what I'm saying? What should be priority in our lives? P. P. Real quickly, B, you can chime in. We want to try to get through these quickly because there's a lot of points, but they're but they're meaningful points. OK, what should be priority in your life? I think I said that right. Right, BD? Mm-hmm. You're the English major. What should be priority in lives? P. What should be priority? What should be top priority in your life? Your personal time with God, yourself, and key people. What should be top priority in life is your personal time with God, yourself, and like I said, key people. Nothing should come before God. Nothing should come before you after God, and nothing should come before key people. Now, what I mean by that? God, you, them. God, number one, I had to work through this early on in my life because ministry and God were equal to me in my mind. Then I realized I was developing habits that will eventually hurt my family, which was actually hurting me. Your personal time with God, man, that should be priority. Your relationship with God should not surround your life. Your life should surround your relationship with God, period. You shouldn't try to fit God in your life. You should try to fit things into God. What most people do is I'll try to get to God. I'll, 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 I'll see what I can do. No, 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 no. God must be number one and he must be in the center of everything. That's what keeps your list tight. Cause if God is number one 
and he's at the center of every other thing, then sinful things, un unmerited, unwanted things would not be in your life because God would not be in the center of sin. God would not be in the center of idolatry. So then you will begin to prioritize your life correctly. But it begins with your personal time with God. Who gets more time, your phone or God? Who gets more time? Who gets more attention from you? The top thing you should make priority is your personal time with God. Next, your personal time with yourself. You're no good if you don't develop. It is selfish not to develop. Selfish people do not develop. I have to develop so my wife can have a, a dope husband. I have to develop so my children will have a great father. I have to develop so that God can trust me with greater revelation. See what I'm saying? But what happens is we tr we put everything else before God and ourselves and we're no good to anyone else. You got to have personal time with you to get to know you. And secondly, you got to have thirdly, personal time with key people. Now, many people say, well, Josh, why did you put you before your family? I got to make sure I take care of me. If I don't take care of me, if I'm not well, how would I do well to them? Key people is key, BD. People be putting the wrong people before their family. Listen, no matter what, my wife comes before any other human being. Children will come before any other human being. Then everybody else. When you prioritize that, that correctly, you'll be able to find a unique balance that's graced by God, helping you to be what you need, be who you need to be to God, yourself and others. Anything on that, BD? Um, a couple of things. So like, yeah, definitely when you talk about your, um, the time, the prioritizing your time with God, and it is important to, um, have that personal time with God that you spend, you know, specifically like just you and God praying, talking to God, but it, and you, you know, you hit on it a little bit as well, but it, your relationship with God and your time with God encompasses your entire life and your entire that's day. So that's, that's you know, Everything that you do, incorporating God in everything that you do as you make decisions throughout the That's day, right. hey, you know, bouncing it off God, talking to God, you know, praying in the spirit. Hey, you know, what do I what God, what do you want me to do in this situation? You know, as you interact with your wife on your way home from work before you interact with your wife, hey, just a quick prayer to God, you know, or maybe listen to some uplifting music, whatever the case may be. But throughout your entire life, uh, your entire day you're 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 incorporating God in that. So that is where God is really that number one priority. And it does start with that time that you spend specifically, you know, I like to do it at the beginning of the day, but with God, because that sets the tone to have tone. him enter in to the rest of your day. Um and then another point that I wanted to um highlight as well, and a lot of times it happens for um for women, is they will you know, prioritize God, but they will prioritize their family before they prioritize themselves. And I think it's just kind of more of their nature, even more so than we do, is to, you know, I, I have to battle with my wife all the time. It's like, babe, take care of you. Take care of yourself. You're no good to the kids. You're no good to me <clears throat> if we're not getting the best version of you. That's and right. we're not getting the best version of you if you're not taking time, stepping away, you know, get some time to rest, get some time to relax, get a manicure, do what you need to do, get a massage, make sure that you are good and you, you know, you can, you can handle what you need to handle. And sometimes that falls on us as the husbands, 
you know, sometimes you have to step in. And I, I think that's something that I had to learn. I'm still learning is that sometimes I have to step in and be like, hey, babe, look, I'm taking the kids. You go yep. away, like go away. Because for a long time, I would just tell her, hey, babe, you know, do what you got to do. Take care of yourself. And I would take care of myself. I'm going to go to the gym and de-stress. I'm going to, you know, do the things that I need to do, you know, to keep myself <clears> where <throat> I need to be mentally. But sometimes women won't do that. And that's an important point that you make. God, take care of yourself. Do the things that you need to do for yourself. Improve yourself. Do some self-development. Work on your purpose. Don't lose yourself in your, you know, your marriage to your husband and your your, your service to your kids. Don't lose <clears throat> yourself in what your purpose is and then take care of those people who are closest to you. Listen, man, the right one that God has for you will never let you lose themselves in them. Will never let you lose yourself in them. That's why you got to make sure God give you the right one because that person's going to make sure you take care of you. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't understand. Like they 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 feel bad taking care of them. We're not talking about overdoing it. We're just talking about realistically, you know, like making sure you okay. Get your checkups, work out. Your husband, the right man, the right woman will let you take care of you. And like what BD say, man, if God is in the center of everything, that's why he gave us the greatest gift, which was his spirit. Where do you think they got Siri from? Where do you think they got Alexa from? They got that from the Holy Spirit. We been had Siri. Mm. We been had Alexa. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. What's up? What we doing today? Come on. See what I'm saying? We been had a Siri and Alexa. They got that from us. We, 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 the, we, the Amazon echo. You see what I'm saying? We, we only echo what he said. See what I'm saying? We, we got to get to it. We got, we, we you know, when, show, when the shoulders get up here and the hands get like this, <laughs> you know, I'm about to exegete. Hey. Man, we been had that, man. It's crazy how we don't tap into that or become familiar with that to the point where we have faith in him. See what I'm saying? Because every day is going to be like, you go to the gym. The Holy Spirit will be like, go to the gym. Do you not think the Holy Spirit knows your the state of your body, the state of your mind, the state of your emotions? He will make sure you're good for your wife. He'll make sure you'll be good for your children and your husband. He'll make sure you're good for your company. He'll make sure you're good for your employer. See what I'm saying? So, number one, what should be priority in our what should be priority in your life? Your personal time with God, yourself and key others. Like I put it, self-love and self-care. The next P, real quickly. Finding and pursuing your purpose and aligning your efforts accordingly. That should be priority. Your personal time with keep with God, yourself and others and finding and pursue. I challenge you not to do another thing until you know why you're here. Now go to work, eat, go to the bathroom. I'm talking about adding stuff to your life. Don't add nothing else to your life until you find out what the meaning of your life. You got to, before you do anything else, find your purpose. Seek that thing out. Ask the Holy Spirit, make it clear. Like, like God ain't hiding your purpose. There are certain things that God would give you quick answers for. And that's life and death situations. He'll give you answers with about your purpose. But until you get to a place where you really want to pursue it, you ain't going to find it. So the next P, your true be priority of your life is finding and pursuing your purpose and aligning your efforts accordingly. Don't waste your efforts pursuing things that ain't going to benefit you. Everything should be purpose focused. That's it for that, BD. Anything you want to add to that? 
Yeah, that's important. I mean, we've talked about it before here on the podcast, but like we can't stress it enough. Like we're here for a reason. Yeah. Like we're not, you know what I mean? Like we're not just here just to go through life and pay bills and, you know, sleep in our grave. Like God created us for a reason. Every single individual per, uh, person, he created you specifically and individually with a certain set of skills and talents and abilities that only you can carry out the plan <clears throat> that he has for you. So that is priority. Don't let your life go to waste. Don't don't let your time here on earth be in vain. Before you do, like Josh said, before you do anything else, sometimes we pursue things that have nothing to do. Sometimes we in intramural basketball leagues that ain't got nothing to do. Sometimes we, you know, we go on to shows and different things involved in different activities that have nothing to do with the specific gifts and talents that God has given us. Before you do, those things are fine. But figure out what your purpose is. And work towards that. If you still got time to do that stuff on the side, cool. But your priority over those things has to be finding out what your purpose is. Listen, man, I'm about to look up a scripture right now. A lot of people um, don't understand you're going to be held accountable for what you do in this body. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I'll look for it later. I can't find it. But for time's sake, I just want to let you know, the Bible talks about be very careful how you build. On Jesus, this is for believers. He says some people will build on him with hay, straw, and some will build with precious stone. But everything will be tried by fire. Even though your soul will be saved, your whole there will be nothing to show for it. Listen, man, life is much more than casually going through it. Life is too serious to live it loosely. Like, like you, we're all gonna die. If Jesus, literally, if Jesus tarries for another 150 years. Every person alive will be dead and will have met their maker, period. Death is just a doorway to the next life. You better treat this life seriously, man, and be like, I'm like, I, I live so full now because I'm purpose minded, man. I love living because I have a purpose to pursue. Now, next point. What should we what should be priority in our lives are releasing resentment and removing ourselves from negativity. That should be priority. Why would God bring you a husband or a wife if you're still toxic and full of resentment from the last relationship? Why would God promote you to a greater platform or a greater position if you're still resentful and bitter about what happened to you at the other job? Why would God bring you into a positive place if you always surrounded yourself with negativity? What should be priority in life is removing the resentment. Why would God help you go forward if you're not willing to forgive? Why would God let you go forward if you're not willing to forgive? If you can't forgive your brother, God ain't going to forgive you. It's that simple. Because those who have been forgiven can't help but forgive because of how much they have been forgiven. When you compare your sins horizontally versus comparing your sins vertically, you will never change. But when you compare who you are to God, you can't help but be a, a receptive and, and humbled and, and, and aware of why you should forgive. So you got to release that resentment because the reason why many people haven't been released into their purpose because they're still holding on to resentment. Why are you still mad? Why are you big mad still? What happened to you happened to you long time ago. And what I tell everybody is, Guess what, boo-boo? Guess what, big time? You survived it. Let it go. 
that man done moved on it. You still on his Instagram wondering what he's doing. You see, you hurt. It's Thanksgiving. You're going to see him with his new boo. You're going to be, now your Thanksgiving ruined. Christmas coming. Now they they got their Christmas picture. He holding little Juju in one arm. Got little Susie Bud on the left. Wife over here. And they wearing the red and white checker joints, uh, 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 slumber joints in front of the Christmas tree. And now you still mad. Or that one that got away, fellas. Listen, you got to let that stuff go so that you can go forward in your life. They went forward in theirs. Go forward in yours. What should be priority in your life is to empty your heart of all bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, so that you can go forward into your purpose. Well said. I have nothing to add on that one. You have nothing else to say? Well, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Next point. What should be priority in our lives? I, importance over urgency. Importance over urgency. Just because you have the urge doesn't mean you're supposed to give it the surge. Mm. It's not, that doesn't mean you're supposed to give it energy. Just because, like, there's, like, spending time with my wife is more important than the urge to write a book. If my wife needs time with me, but I have this urge to write a book, she gets priority because she's more important. But what we do is I feel inspired. Now, your wife will understand, your husband will understand if it's Holy Spirit inspired. And the Holy Spirit is giving you creative clearance and, and focus. But there's a difference between a Holy Ghost uh, urge, not urge, but Holy Ghost surge versus carnal urges. You see what I'm saying? So when the Holy Spirit gives you that surge, your wife will see it in your eye. You'll, you'll, you will be able to communicate with your children and God will then through the Holy Spirit give you grace to make sure that they still remain uh, uh, supported by your attention, supported by your love. That's why, fellas, we got to understand our wives, our children blossom with our attention. They blossom from our attention. Just like your purpose, whatever has your attention right now is blossoming in your life. The Holy Spirit will help you delegate your attention to where everything that's in your life that God wants you to steward right now will all be blossoming. No farmer just has one plant in their garden. He is he or she is wise enough to tend all the crops. But what a farmer would never do is plant more seeds than he's able to steward. See what I'm saying? So you got to understand, I cannot plant so much stuff in my life and expect everything to grow well. Because whatever you don't tend will end. That's why a lot of people, right? A lot of men right now can't get their daughters back. They can't get their sons back because they spent their whole teenage years of their kids' life, their little, their young years in their life, giving attention to something else. Your ministry's grown. Your business is booming. But you lost your family. Hmm. Importance versus urgency. Just because it's urge. Just because you feel the urge doesn't mean it's the most important. At the end of the day, the Holy Spirit will let you know what's most important. And God, the Holy Spirit will help you with that other stuff. He'll get you. He'll get you that. Like with my books, BD, mm-hmm. there'll be times when I'm typing and my wife comes in and I just, I, I'm human. I'd be like, <laughs> because they, they don't care if you in a river. You know, they're going to come in and now you probably understand this more than me. Kids don't care. I can only imagine. I be, I be, I got booby traps in my doors in my office. I know when I can hear kids coming about fifty yards away, so I cut the lights off and I go out the back door. Right. Because I'm like they don't care. But when you love your wife more than you love 
all this other stuff, you will say, you know what, I'm put the laptop down. Do you need anything? What can I help you with? In the beginning, that was tough, but it became easy when I recognized the difference between importance and urges or urgency. Anything on that, BD? That's a big, um, that's a big, <clears throat> that's a major point right there. Like being able to determine the difference between urgency and importance. There's a lot of things that are going to come up in your life and day to day that are urgent. And there's a lot of things that are important. So you have to be able to decipher between the two. Urgent things are going to come like every day. You're going to have fires that you got to put out there. Urgent things are going to come up, you know, that that need to be addressed. But you also have the things that are important. And those are your priorities. Those are the things that you know, you need to maintain over a course of time. Those are your, your, your ultimate, your morals, your values, your things that, you know, that, that are most important to you. So you might have, you know, uh, something urgent comes up, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of an example, but I don't know, bad example. Uh, LeBron is playing Kawhi Leonard. All right. Yeah. That's, that's big for a lot of people. That's huge. It's a big game. Right. So it's urgent. It comes up. This is a bad example, but no, nah, it's good. I feel you, you want to watch the game. Right. That's urgent. Everybody's talking about it. It's blowing up on, you know, Twitter, everybody talking about the game. But your wife comes with the issue, you know, that she's concerned about the kids. What are you going to do? That's where you have to be able to determine the difference between, you know, urgent things and things that are important. The, the game is urgent. Yep. The game is on right now. Yep. If I don't watch the game, I'm not going to be able to live tweet, you know, uh, about it, everything that's going on as it happens. But <clears throat> there are things in my life that are more important things yep. that are my priorities, those core priorities, those top, you know, two, three or four things that Josh was talking about. Those things override the urgent things that come up in our day to day life. So I need to foster my relationship with my wife. I need to let her know that I care about what she's feeling at this time. I need to make her feel secure so that she knows that I I understand and everything's going to be okay. That is more important than these urgent issues that are coming up. That's real, BD, because the more she feels secure, the more you able to be released to do other things. And my other point is this. You got to make sure you keep the things that are important to you very vivid in your mind because when you have hidden urges, mm. hidden urges, mm. I, I tell people all the time, it doesn't matter how holy you are, thoughts are going to come. Thoughts, the thought coming in your mind is not the sin. Thinking on that thought becomes sin. So when you got that hidden urge and you turned on and you got a hidden urge and you just going through life, we're not talking about that you and that you just a lustful dude. We're talking mm. about real life. Yeah. We're talking about what walked by you 10 minutes ago. You got to keep your wife in importance. <clears throat> got to. That, that, that young man that's that's um telling you that you look good at the workplace, you got to keep your marriage. That's important. My marriage is too important for me to entertain these hidden urges, mm-hmm. hidden insecurities that rise. Just because it screams don't mean it says something's important to say. You see what I'm saying? You're going to have urges. And I tell young men all the time, just because you get married doesn't mean your your loins are going to be in agreement on the time. <laughs> you hey, see what I'm saying? We're just real. talking about basic biology. Yeah. You could be minding your own business, ain't thinking about a darn thing, ain't even thinking about your wife sexually. He'll lift up a standard. <laughs> and next thing you know, 
If you if you if you don't keep the main thing the main thing, you're gonna yep. try to sling and slang that. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Took you some time to catch that BD, but you caught it. Mm. What I'm saying is, you got to keep the main things on because a lot. You know what I tell people this? It's crazy. You you know how you know how sick you are by the sins you do after you have thought about everybody. If, before you, before, if you can think about, okay, it's like you got this beautiful woman in front of you. She wants to give whatever you want, whatever she got to you. If you can think about your wife, think about your kids, think about your ministry, think about your business, think about everything and still do it. You got a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. There's got to be a list of things you got to think about with, with the pornography, with anything. You got to think about, okay, I got to think about because you got to be almost paranoid with sin. Because right. the Bible talks about which whatever's done in the dark will come in the light. Paranoia. Yep. That's I'm not saying be paranoid. What I'm saying is you just got to make sure you think about some things before you do some things. Exactly. Just because and, they hit it, yeah. Go ahead, BD. And that's <clears throat> hey, just keep it a hundred. Like that's a that's a major struggle for men. Like yeah, Christian men. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. When you have those urges, like Josh said, you got to think about. Urges versus importance, urgency versus importance. At that time, you feeling like it's mad urgent to handle that situation, but you have to think about what's most important. How will this affect the things that are most important to me? How will Listen. this affect my relationship <clears throat> with my wife? What if she were to see this? How how will she feel not trying to compete with what I'm looking at? And how does that make her feel? How is it going to affect affect my urges towards her? Is it going to diminish that? How is it going to affect how I view her? How is it going to affect how she views me? How is it going to affect our relationship over time? What if I keep doing this five years from now? How, what is my marriage going to look like? How do I want it to look? And how is it going to look if I continue to do this? And you have to do that every single time. Don't think, oh, it's just one time, you know, it's not really going to make an impact. Yes, it will. It because will. you're going to keep doing it and it's just going to keep being that one time and it's going to have it's going to compound over time and it's going to deteriorate your marriage. So listen, listen, BD, you emulate what you stimulate. It's that simple. If you stimulate this head over the other, you will emulate the powerful thoughts you have in purpose. But if you keep that thing stimulated and you you utilize external things to keep it stimulated, that that head will think for you every single time. I'm telling you. You got to give more power to this than you give power to that. Because if that has more power in your life, that ain't nothing your mind can do. That, you can list, you can name everybody, but if you keep that stimulated outside of the confines of marriage, that thing is going to destroy you. You emulate what you stimulate. You're only going to match what you stimulate. If you stimulate your mind, the mind of Christ, you're going to do Christ-like things. You stimulate something else, you're going to be in a lot of different places. All right. What should be priority in our lives? Oh, obeying God should be priority. Period. What's written, what's whispered, we should obey. What he whispers to us day to day, play by play, like Siri and Alexa, we we, we immediately. We can't be Mr. and Mrs. Eventually. We got to be Mr. and Mrs. Immediately. Because event doing something, doing the, doing the right thing eventually is still wrong. Just because you did it doesn't mean you did it in a timely manner. 
God cares about timeliness. What should be part of our lives? Obeying God and the other O, being observant. Look before you speak. Observe before you serve. I tell people that should be priority. That should be a part of your life. My priority in my life is to make sure I I look before I before I speak. Anything on those points, Biddy? Let's <clears throat> keep it moving because we 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 rocking and roll. We moving. What should be priority in our lives are R and R, rest and relaxation should be priority. Earn your rest, player. Earn your rest. I, you over there resting and you ain't earned it. You gotta earn that massage, baby girl. You gotta earn that hoop session. No, no, that ain't resting. You gotta earn <laughs> that that watching the watching the one game you watched this quarter. You gotta earn that. You gotta earn. People be sleeping on got you. You have no, you ain't earned it. When I go to sleep, BD, I earned that sleep. I worked. Right. When 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 I when I tell my wife, hey, we're gonna go to we're gonna do this cheat meal. I earned that cheat meal. When I when I tell my wife, listen, I'm taking my four and a half hour nap. I earned it. Four <laughs> I don't, and a half hours. That's bro, a light sleep, Josh. Bro, that's a <laughs> minute. I, ta- I, I don't take naps. I, I do many sleeps. I do small sleeps. <laughs> okay. I don't nap, bro. Mm. Bro, I work so hard, bro. My literally, bro. Friday, every Friday, my wife laughs. I get home about four o'clock, eat something. I'm sleep at four thirty. Guess what time I wake up? 9 p.m. <laughs> Sleep. Wow. Hey, R&R, earn your rest and relaxation. Be so diligent at your craft, diligent at your personal development, diligent with what's most important in your life to the point to where when you rest, your rest has a purpose. Your rest must have a purpose. It can't be purposeless rest. It has to have a purpose. I'm resting because there's something big coming. That's why I tell people when when stuff has slowed down, rest. God, the reason I, I've, I've in my walk with God, I've learned the rhythm of God. Where it's, it's with God, there's always going to be season. As long as the earth remains, there'll be seed, time, and harvest. As long mm-hmm. as earth remains, there's going to be seed, time, and harvest. That's in every area and every function of life. God's going to give you season of rest because He knows, yo, it's a big season coming. Right now, I'm in a season of rest. I can't even, pre- I, I, I wrote, like I told BD, I wrote a whole book in nine days. I'm mm. in the works of getting this book to wherever I got to get it to. I'm doing, but right now, I can't even create nothing creative because I know God is setting me up. So what I'm doing now, I'm resting my mind. I'm resting myself. I'm getting myself ready because I know promotion is coming. I'm sensing a season of of of, of success coming. So I got to rest. You got to prioritize the rest. God, listen, because if you don't take a Sabbath now, you're going to be forced to take a Sabbath. Now, what I mean by that, I ain't trying, that's just the same. If you, if, you, if you don't rest now, you're going to be forced to rest. I'd rather rest in my bed than a rest in the hospital bed. Mm. See what I'm saying? So R&R, anything on that, BD? Uh, nope. The last R with this is resiliency. What should be priority is being resilient, meaning being flexible. Life, you can plan all day. The Bible says many other plans in a man's heart, but it's the purpose of the Lord that prevails. You got to be, you got to prioritize resiliency, which means prioritizing patience, prioritizing understanding, prioritizing uh, 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 consistency is on that point. Let's keep going because I got uh, quick points how to prioritize life. 
What should be priority in our lives? I, strategic interactions and involvement. Strategic interactions and involvements. Priority, I'm prioritizing my life that I'm only going to interact and involve myself with things that are aligned with my purpose. Strategic. If it ain't, if it ain't, if it ain't benefiting me and my purpose, I can't hang out with y'all. Y'all not on my level. Sometimes you, some, you sometimes, you just got to tell yourself, these people are no, like, you got to look at some of your friends and be like, y'all no longer on my level. I cannot be going to your house to play 2K every Friday. I can't be going here with you, some of y'all to the clubs, to the bar. I can't, no. Nah. Strategic interaction and involvement. Anything on that, BD? That one's important because <clears throat> um, you, you have to prioritize what kind of energy you allow around you and into your life. That's real. Like there's people that you hang in with and they're not, you know what I mean? Like they're not chasing the same things that you're chasing. They're not tuned into the same spirit that you're tuned into and that'll affect you. You don't, you think it's like, you know what I mean? You think it's not a big deal. You don't, you think it's not important, but that energy affects you. So you have to be like very intentional about the people and the interactions that you allow yourself to have, the energy that you allow uh, around yourself. BD. Attention and energies like money. It is currency, yo. Bruh, I want to surround myself. That's why I like spending time or doing the podcast with BD and talking on the phone because I receive energy from him. He receives energy from me. My wife gives me energy. I give her, I, I, I want to be around people whose energy creates synergy, that it creates purpose. It creates ideas that every time I, I don't want to talk to people that can't spark ideas. Who can't spark a uh, 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 creativity in me? Energy is important. I'm sorry. There are certain people that get mad. I'd be like, you're only going to get 30 seconds of my time because it's a waste of time. <laughs> no offense to some people, but it's like, yo, 30 seconds is 30 seconds. Right. 30 seconds is 30 seconds of my life. Do you understand right. that? So don't get mad if I respect my 30 seconds. And who I give my 30 seconds to. Be thankful that you got 30 seconds. <laughs> Let's keep moving. All right. And address what needs to be addressed immediately. That's the next I. Man, you got to make priority addressing what needs to be addressed. You keep putting that stuff up. You can't avoid what you need to address. It will always show up. At Thanksgiving, hey, you going to still avoid me? Christmas, you still going to avoid me? New Year's, still going to avoid me? That issue that you are not dealing with is going to keep showing up in your life. Address it. Make it a priority to address those issues you need to address, those character flaws. Address them. If you don't address them now, it will undress you later and show you your bareness to the world. It will show you to everybody that you ain't what you advertise. Address it now before it undresses you and what you didn't deal with will be seen in the streets. What should be priority in our lives, T? Being thankful and thoughtful. Being thankful and thoughtful and taking responsibility. Listen, if I didn't want the responsibilities of a husband, I should have never got married. Mm. It's okay. Don't reach for something that you don't have the ability to respond to. You don't got to respond to a woman that wants you to marry her, fellas. If you don't, you don't have the ability to respond to her needs, you don't have to respond. You don't, you don't have to respond to the needs of a man that wants you to be his wife. If you don't got the ability, you don't have to respond to that. But that's the second point. But the first point is, you got to make thankfulness and thoughtfulness a priority in your life. 
Be thoughtful. What good can you do for somebody? Be thoughtful. What what, what make my wife smile today? What what be thoughtful? Make it a priority to say, think of somebody else today, not yourself. And be thankful. The more thankful you are, the more thoughtful you become. Anything on that, BD? I think that's a big one, too. Um, and I just think it, it it really can play a major role in like your 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 mental state and your your yeah. countenance during <clears throat> the day. Like, man, that's one thing that I try to do at the beginning of my day, in addition to my time with God, <clears throat> is to just thank him and just think of everything that I'm thankful for. Yeah. Think of all the blessings that I have, because I'm telling man, you take the stuff for granted. You really do. You take stuff for granted you know, you acquire things, you go to different levels in your life and you're just so like uh, focused on everything that's going on over the course of the day and what you're trying to accomplish next and different fires that you're trying to put out and things that you got going on. And you don't take time to sit and be thankful for the things that you have. That's real. And if you really sit down and just come up with a list of things that I'm thankful for, you will like really it'll really shock you because there's a lot of things that we take for granted man if you really sit and think man i have my good health i don't have a terminal illness bro there's people that wake up every single day and they don't feel good and they have to go to the hospital and they find out that they have cancer Mm. and they only have a few years left to live i'm just i ain't trying to be depressed uh depressing or anything like that that's real it's real that could happen at any time. You know what I mean? I'm alive. Okay. Mm. I got breath in my lungs. I'm healthy. I got food to eat. You know what I mean? I'm not starving. It's people in third world countries that's not eating. And that's something worse than that, BD. Somebody open their eyes in hell today. <clears throat> it's a wrap for them. Done. Ain't no coming back. Nah. You're still alive and breathing. You can still, wherever you at, you mm. can still turn this thing around, give your life to Christ and, and, and live eternity in heaven. Like you, you, the world, if there's a world of opportunities for us right now, every day. There's so much to be thankful for. So thankful and thoughtfulness. That's a good one. And that's something that I uh, I need to start incorporating in my morning routine as well. How can I be thoughtful today? How can I impact somebody's life for the better today? <clears throat> How can I add value to somebody's life today? How can I brighten someone's day today? You do those two things, you're going to feel a lot better about life right there. You're going to feel better, more purposeful, and more generally happy. I bet you if you talk to anybody who's 80, 90 years old and doing well, those two things are the center things in their life. I Absolutely. promise you. Absolutely. Th- thankfulness and thoughtfulness, you'll live a long time. I promise Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You'll, you'll, you will have a lot of health. You'll have a lot of wealth. And when I, what I mean by wealth, I'm talking about wealth of life. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you because if you're thankful, if you're thankful for your health now, you don't have to worry about a terminal illness because you, you're going to make sure you keep that health because you're thankful for it. I think what happens to so much of us is that we live in a land, we live in a land of surplus. That's why God is taken for granted in America. Because God is everywhere. You go to right. China where they they cutting people's head off for the gospel's sake. There's the God is more appreciated because surplus and scarcity. Where mm. where things are scarce is more valuable. When there's a lot of surplus, how many of us let water drip overnight? Sometimes, how many of us drink half a water bottle? I best believe if water was scarce, every drop, every drop, 
you take him. But I'm telling you, if you if you like that movie Time, if you knew how much time you had left, I bet you'll take life seriously. That's mm. why those who those who think tomorrow is promised procrastinate today. Those who live as if tomorrow's not promised, they're productive today. I live every day like it's my last. Because it could be. One day there will be my last day. Yeah. So those two things will ensure you live a long, prosperous, healthy. When I mean by prosperous, we ain't talking about because not everybody's going to make a million dollars. We're talking about just full of life, strength, health, and the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Ron Canolin. That's the kingdom of God. Uh, What's the rest of the lyrics? There's love in God's kingdom. So much love. Come on, everybody. (laughs) You really, you really gonna set me up to leave me out there, BD? That's all good. Yeah. Last but not least, I know, I know y'all say, wow, we here. What should be priority in our lives? Yielding to accountability Mm. and staying young forever. That should be priority. I want to still be vibrant at 60. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be bent over. You see what I'm right. saying? My back hurting, my knees messed up. I want to be young forever. But when you love life, when you, when you, when you invest in your youth, you'll stay young forever. But the first one, you got to yield yourself to accountability. You got to say, you know what? Every business without an accountant is setting himself to be audited. Mm-hmm. You got to be accountable. You got to be hold yourself accountable because accountability keeps you straight and sort of straight in there. Anything else on that, BD? Nah. <clears throat> now, how to prioritize real quickly. And we got to get to our top five. Number one, always how to prioritize Always consider God, your calling, your character and the cost of everything. How to prioritize Always consider God. Okay. What what does God say about this? How does God feel about this? Uh, uh, because it's crazy. Like as a preacher, I get this a lot. BD, I don't know about you, but I get this a lot. People will try to they'll 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 minimize their cuss words. They'll be like, "Oh, you're a preacher. I can't cuss around you," or "Oh, I can't talk about that because you're a man of God." I'm like, "Why you reverence the representative more than you re- reverence the real deal?" God can mm. see everything. God is everywhere. We act like we. Oh, I won't do that in front of him. I won't do that in front of her. But you do it in front of God. Stop putting more. Such, we put more reverence in the representatives than we do the real deal. How to prioritize your life? <laughs> consider, <laughs> consider God. Always consider God. Always. He will always consider God. Your calling. Does this match my calling? Is this aiding my calling? Always consider your character. Is this going to damage my name or make my name more valuable? And always consider the cost. What would this cost me? What could this cost my family? Next point. How to prioritize anything on that, BD? Mm-mm. I'll run through these because I think you tapped out. How to prioritize your <laughs> life. <laughs> Number two, create a clear list of non-negotiables. That's what I taught me and BD talked about. The top five non-negotiables. God, you, your family, and that's a lot of people there, family. Your purpose, top four. <laughs> create a clear list of non, your health, all that stuff is in you. But create a clear list of non-negotiables. I will not compromise these things. 
These every things, decision, everything that you do, every decision that you make throughout the day should funnel through <clears throat> those non-negotiables. Funnel through it, and then you will know what decisions to make. Think about that. If you funnel it through those non-negotiables, you'll know exactly what to do. And now whether you do it, that's up to you. That's you on you. make that wrong decision. But if you funnel it through those non-negotiables that you have previously established, you will know the right decision to make. That's real. Create a clear list of non-negotiables and clear out all the things not needed. There are some things on our list that's not needed. Right now, watching an NBA game is is cool, but it's not needed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, doing any there's a lot of things that's not needed. You see what I'm saying? Uh, number one, always consider guy you're calling your character in the calls. Number two, create a clear list of non-negotiables and clear out all the things not needed. Number three, construct your ideal week. What is your ideal week? How do you want your week to go? Construct your ideal week and set clear goals for that week. What is your ideal week? How many days are you going to work out? When do you spend time with God? Uh, when are you going to uh, date night? What's your ideal week? Create, clear out, uh, set goals for that week. Number four, commit to being present and sensitive to the Holy Spirit as you pursue your goals and catering to your non-negotiables. You got to be committed. You got to be committed to be present. You can't be in front of your wife thinking about somebody else. And you got to be present. I know. I know. I know they talk in circles. <laughs> I know you've been waiting on this plane to land for 35 minutes, but she's still circling the airport. I know you asked her what we have for dinner, but she's still talking about the, the different kind of pasta she saw on aisle three. <laughs> you just got to be present. Okay. Anyway, commit to being present and sense of the Holy Spirit as you pursue your goals and catering and continue to cater to your non-negotiables. Be committed to catering to those non-negotiables. Number five, chronicle, uh, uh, chronicle, uh, is that the right word? Chronicle the process. <laughs> okay. Chronicle the, chronicle the process and make changes when necessary. Document and, and, and number, uh, just document the process. Number six, create positive cycles. As you create positive habits, that's going to help bring synergy to all those different areas. And number seven, I'm done. Capture the rewarding moments. Uh oh, capture the rewarding moments of being disciplined. You good? Yeah, I'm about to just delete some stuff. You good? Cap create. <clears throat> Give me one second. All right, here we go. We good money. Yep. We good. Like I said, capture the rewarding moments of being disciplined. Capture it. Be like, wow, I produced that fruit. Wow, I was able to do that. Wow. Capture those creative moments. That's all I got, BD. All right. We'll go ahead and transition <laughs> into... <laughs> Woo, BD, that's a, that boy, that's a book right there. That's a whole series. Hey, that was a all jokes aside. That was a lot of that was a lot of value, uh, valuable information there. Um, so, I, I hope that blessed somebody. I hope y'all got something out of that. Um, but yeah, priorities it's very important. Very important. All right, we're gonna transition into <clears throat> the good guys top five, and as we mentioned last week, we've got a good one. You got a good one, bro. 
we've got a good one. We're going to talk about our top five. Oh, okay, never mind. Last week we said we were going to do the top five books of the Bible, but we changed it a little bit. We're going to do our top five characters mm. in the Bible. Biblical characters cannot be Jesus, uh, cannot be God, cannot be the Holy Spirit. None of the Holy Trinity. No, 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 no. Because we already know who's number one. Come on. One, two, and three. Hey, I see you, BD. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, they're just just number one, BD. They're triune. One. BD, don't mess up your your theology, BD. You're right. You're right. (laughs) They're all. (laughs) You're right. Whoa. (laughs) Almost this. Well, I I had a. Almost on a slide, I captured. Oh, that's. Oh, I got to. I got to stop BD before he messes up. (laughs) They are all encompassing. Ooh. A mystery that man cannot fully comprehend. My goodness. Top five. Top five. J.E., you want to kick it off or you want me to go first? All right, B, let me me just get some um, um, some rules I know you probably (laughs) have five or six honorable mentions. I'm sure you've got... Okay. Yeah, but but can I can I couple some together, or should I make? I'm, I'm gonna let you give me the rules, and I'll abide this time. The rules are simple. It's top five. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really. I didn't think it was a complicated uh, guy. Can I can I put? So I can't put two together. No, you cannot put two together. All right, so I grabbed this list. <laughs> oh okay. my gosh, you has two different lists. He's got. Okay, mm. go ahead. I got two honorable mentions. Okay. Joshua, just for my name's sake. Okay. He's come on. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Joshua. Yep. For my name's sake. Okay. My second honorable mention. Uh hmm. Young David. Okay. <laughs> Why your face look? Young David. Are we talking about David between the killing of the lion and the bear and all them? And to pre by Sheba. That, that David's my favorite character. Okay. Yeah. All right. That... Those, are my, those are my two honorable mentions. Okay. All right. I have no honorable mentions. I abided by the laws oh, of me. the uh, Come game. On. Who, so. Yeah. Who, who, you know, who spent times with his word the most? Just who, that's who, who abides of the, by the letter of the law? Is the question, and that would what? be me. What's the letter of the law? Five top five. I'm, a, I'm under grace. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> bro, this is the wrong game to play. <laughs> you can't, you can't just walk up to a preacher and try to play this game and think you're just gonna outdo the preacher. Are you just gonna call me the Pharisees live on the Good Guys podcast? You're just gonna call me the Pharisees, Sadducees? No, no, I call you uh, Pilate. <laughs> Pontius Pilate. Punch. Ooh, Pontius. I might, boy, Joshua. I might, what can we call Pontius? Ooh, Pontius go hard, bro. If I was a rapper, I got two rapper names <laughs> in the Bible. Obadiah and Pontius Pilate, yo. Okay. I wash my hands with y'all haters. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number five. Number five. <laughs> oh, are you waiting on me? Oh, my number five? Yeah. Oh, I thought you. Why don't you? I did, I gave my honorable mentions. Okay, number five for me. Yeah. Is Joseph. Which one? 
Mary and Joseph, the father of Jesus. Bruh, that's my number five, bro. For real? Yeah, my man got man, that, bruh. That's stressful, bruh. Bruh, you, bruh. You, you, first off, first off, your girl comes to you talking about she pregnant what? and talking about the Holy Spirit. I'm like, Holy Spirit or Henry <laughs> or Henry <laughs> Smith? We went to middle school with, bruh. Which one we talking about? Oh, and the worst part, BD, he couldn't get none until Jesus was born. Not of his own doing. If you got your girl pregnant and you can't, you know what I mean? But that's one thing. But she come talking about some, the Holy Spirit impregnated me. And now I, I, you know, I'm out here in the cold. Everybody laughing at me. Everybody running a hundred jokes on me. You know, talk about you. (laughs) You I know he got jokes. I know he got jokes, bro. That's why he had to leave town. That's why I put Joseph number five, man. We that Joseph don't get enough love, bro. Like we be going, we be skimming through that story. Like that's just cool. Like that's okay. Like yo, Joseph was a strong man. Because it had it been a lesser, you know, a lesser dude. Like, we might not have the story that we got today, man. Nah, man, because the angel... Imagine Joe's talking about, we not going to no Egypt. No. Angel woke him up. He was like, all right, let's go, man. You know, because imagine having to walk all that journey. That's and you know, Mary walk. And you know Mary was a baddie, yo. You see what I'm saying? And you got to sit there and watch her flowing, her hair flowing, and she on the donkey. Hey, you sitting and you got wondering... And you you wondering still. And secondly, your tank is still full. And you over here like <laughs> you over here walking that many miles and you Bruh. Bruh, we gotta give Joseph some love on the podcast, bruh. That's a long got, walk. Cause had that been a, a brother walk. like me, I'm not walking that far. And I don't you come to me. Oh, the Holy Spirit impregnated me. We've got to walk all the way to who? 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 Walk it where? You better holler at whoever it is that impregnated you, and y'all better get the walking. And if that had man. been me, the whole story is messed up. Whole because Mary's probably up, not. She's not going by herself. She had to have Joseph go with her. That's an underrated caveat in the Bible and an underrated move. And bruh, the kid's father's God. Bruh, like God, I know God had to sit Joseph down and be like, yo, man, I know I'm only going to give you about three sentences in the Bible because I can't, I can't have conflict of interest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't have us both in the Bible. The sacrifice. <laughs> bruh, he, bruh, he ain't getting, he ain't, he ain't, the book of Joseph. <laughs> what is the, I want that. Now that would have been a great book to be in the Bible. The book of Joseph? Exactly. How was that man really feeling? How did you really feel, Joseph? They, it, it, he should have got a book, man. He should have got a book to express how he really felt. And you know the way Jesus was looking at Joseph. How you whoop Jesus? I know he didn't sin, but imagine that man looking at you just knowing all your thoughts. And he's six and he's six years old. Like and the dude. man and Jesus had the nerve to be in the temple. Y'all don't walk two days worth of a trip. And the man's about his father's business. <laughs> Yo, father's you know business. Bit, Yo, father. You know he bit his teeth. You know he wanted to cuss Jesus out, but because he know he was a son of God, bro. <laughs> you can't. How did you can't?
can't whoop him. You can't whoop God. <laughs> and then you got, and then first off, when a baby's born, y'all got frankincense, myrrh, and stuff for him. I ain't never. What about bruh, bruh? Joseph, Joseph had to be a real one, bruh. Joseph. I know, I know, I I know. God was like, "Yo, Joseph, I got you. I know." He said, "He set up nice up in heaven." I he know. set up nice because that's not easy. And the Bible's a real. Like, it, he was about to give her up for divorce. He was like, "Yo, man, J- Joseph didn't even believe Mary." Now the Bible, the Bible was perfect. The Bible would have been like Joseph fully welcomed Mary and the child and loved them all. No, Joseph mm-hmm. like y'all, I love you, but I'm about to put you away quietly so that you won't. Because you know she was supposed to get stoned, so he put her away quietly so she wouldn't get stoned. And then it had like Joseph had to think on that. An angel came up to Joseph like, "Bruh, that was the Holy Ghost for real." Thank God for that. And even. Even then, I'm still be like, I can't smash though, God. <laughs> nah, because we don't want your seed messing up stuff. All right, so keep you your. Know what? You know what? See, <laughs> hey, the good you guys don't podcast. Wait it. You don't wait. Yeah, go ahead. We got love Talk. for you, Joseph. <clears throat> Yo, all Joseph, right. I know you're watching down on us, man. Smiling at this this quick three or four minutes we gave you on the podcast, but we got you. So we that was my you. number five, man. Joseph, Jesus, stepdad. Number five. <laughs> That's exactly what I put on my list. <laughs> oh man! All right. All right. You're, num- you're number four, BD. Number four. Solomon. Who? Solomon. You nasty man. <laughs> <laughs> you nasty boy. <laughs> you naughty man. I'm just. <sighs> he was. I mean, he was number eight on my list. But <laughs> what I. He lived the life. Man. Ooh. Bruh, imagine. Never, never, never mind. I don't have <laughs> that. I can only imagine. Look. Man. Yo, bro. That's. Wow. I don't want to say anything that's going to get me in trouble. But I'm going to. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I'm tapped out. Go ahead. He said, I'm tapping out of this one. <laughs> I already know where it's going. There's only one or two ways you're going with Solomon. Wisdom or women. And see, that's where I was going. But I'm just. I know what you want to say. Like, that's every man's dream. No, what I'm going at. Carnally, is like... carnally. Mm-hmm. So he had multiple wives and concubines. Right, seven hundred of them jokes. He was also sorry. I mean, I mean to call women jokers. I'm sorry, seven hundred of them. He was also famous, rich. Oh shoot, I forgot. Solomon got that money. That too, but it ain't about the money. He was also famous for being wise. <clears throat> I'm just saying, and I it, 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 absolutely. I feel. I feel. I, feel. I just find it interesting. I'm he not top saying five that. dead, top five dead alive. Top five dead or alive, Solomon. Yeah, uh, he was number eight on my list because the concubines and stuff. I just didn't think. Um, you was hating. I wasn't hating, bro. Because, bro, imagine seven hundred women mm. and estrogen and emotions and needs. But the fact that he was rich enough to take care of all of them. <clears throat> 
Yeah. That's like every other day talking about, hey, you riding on your horse and you see, a, you know, and you be like, hey, you know. He was like the first ever like rap star. Like, I, like, yeah. I don't know if they, they probably What's did. her name? What's her name from Africa came and see about your boy? Cleopatra? Was it Cleopatra? I don't know. Man, nah, I ain't about to. I'm about to find out who that who was that girl that came and saw Solomon. Queen of Sheba. The Queen of Sheba. Yeah, the Queen of Sheba is primarily known for her visit to King Solomon to witness his wisdom. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) She she didn't want to know about that wisdom. Wisdom. She want to know what that whip do. That's what she want to know. She want to know about the whip come see his wisdom. What woman's going to travel from Africa to come see a man's wisdom? Word um, got the Queen of Sheba, and Queen of Sheba said, I come see about a man. Uh, let's go on to the next one before we get ourselves in. Yeah. Wow. Good guys uncut when good guys think naughty. All right. Anyway. Number four, right? Mm-hmm. My main man, Elijah. Mm. Fire down from heaven, yo. Okay. Feed me by the brook. Feed me by the widow woman. Mm-hmm. Jezebel, come see me. What's up? Nah, he was she was up under the tree crying, but you know what I'm saying? Um, Elijah. Okay, okay. Fire down from heaven, that strong anointing. You know what I mean? Yeah. All yeah, right. yeah. Number three. Samson. You a nasty man. What? Samson was a G. He he Delilah, bro. He loved his woman. What? He wasn't he supposed to be with that woman. Wow. You, <laughs> wow. You don't wow. <laughs> you don't read. <laughs> you picking characters based upon looks, based upon status. <laughs> I'm just oh. going off of the fact that this man, all right, whipped okay. the lion with his bare hands. Okay. okay. Ripped it open. Oh, you that's what I did about Dave. You gotta pick time frames with these characters. There you go. I'm just Pretty looking good. at exactly. Yeah. Strong as you know, strong than a mug, you know, the baddest dude, you know, in the Bible. Like, you know, now you cold. know you know Saul Samson was considered not to look like he was strong. That's true. Because why why would the man come and say, where do you get your strength if he was swole? That's true. So Samson probably looked like you. <laughs> My number three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling some shade. <laughs> some shade. Just get my shades. I... Here you go, some shade, bro. Oh, so it's some shade. He's some shade. Okay. My number three. Considered the number one historical, one of the top historical books of all historical books of his accuracy. My man, the Dr. Luke. Luke, who followed Saul, who wrote Luke and Acts. Well, followed Paul. Luke, I like Luke because he was so detailed, systematic with it. He gave so much detail that Luke is considered one of the top historical documents of all time because of his accuracy. So Luke. This is such a pastor's list. Hey, this is such a theological list. You, you got you got all the exciting characters: <laughs> sex, orgies, money, strength. 
That's what I want out of my Bible stories. Next on Showtime. Next on HBO. Yes. Coming to coming to Netflix. All my people, all on Pure Flix. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Sex scandal. (laughs) Mine. Accuracy, uh, uh, theological accuracy, (laughs) theological accuracy. Uh, uh, Joseph. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's my number three. Number number three. I already gave you my number three. That was Samson. Oh, number two. Okay, number two. My man Job. You care about you care about money, (laughs) greed. I care about my treasures laid up in heaven. This guy wants to hold it down here. My man was paid, lost it all, and got it all back even more than before. That's a hustler right there. Okay? That's that's the ability. It, it, it's not how much money you have. It's if they took it from you. Could you get it back? And my man Job could do it. He did. He it. didn't. He didn't do it. God gave it back to him. Okay. Tiny. You act like Job was like, "Bet y'all gonna take it from me." I mean, he had you to have done t- something. You may take. You may take my millions, but you can't take my millionaire mindset. That's what it was. He had the first ever millionaire mindset. Uh, that was Abraham. You know what? I don't like this game. <laughs> I don't really like this game anymore. <laughs> How did Joe Top five do French fries. <laughs> I love this list. <laughs> How did Joe get everything back? By hustling. Joe s- received a double restitution. God says that Job's three friends have... Anyway. See? 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 Job, right. number two. My, my number two. They try to put him in the lion's den. Mm. They try to take him, strip him of his power. Mm-hmm. Number two on my list, my main man. Yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, Dan the man. Dan the man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Daniel, man. I mean, no excitement with that. <laughs> Come on, man. Let I me thought, know. I, I, I'm waiting on you to give me the... <laughs> my man, Daniel, man. Like, my bro, my man was so good with God, bro. Lion's mouth was shut up, young. You know what I mean? Daniel was like, oh, y'all going to take my prayer away? Bet I'm going to pray for God. I'm going to pray to God anyway. Mm. See, Daniel represents the haters that try to creep around and try to trap you, right? But they forget that Daniel still had favor, not only with the king, but he had favor with the king of kings. You see what I'm saying? So Daniel was like, bet. Y'all ain't going to stop me from praying. How many of y'all will stop praying? They talk about threatening you to put you in the lions. Huh? Mm. Hmm? Hmm? Quiet. Right? But you you want you want Solomon. You want double portion, double restitution, Job. Hustler. Number two, Daniel. What's your number one? Number one. <laughs> Oh my gosh, who is this? My spirit animal of the Bible. Man, this guy. Satan. <laughs> Number one for Brandon. How Lucifer. Do you think of me. Wow. Bro, you've you've been more Satan to me than Christ like. Just because I told Miss Jeter that you were talking? Yes, that's Satan. 
<laughs> and also, you threw my clothes away. <laughs> They're not. My, you could have mailed them to me, bro. I could have wired you back then. I could have at least sent you some money to give them back. Oh, oh, my Xbox gets stolen from your apartment. What do you do? You go buy yourself an Xbox. How does somebody who looks me in the eye and says, man, your Xbox, your two controllers, your games got stolen. Bet, bro. So you got insurance? I never Next gave couple... you another Xbox. I never gave no. you that Xbox back. No. Next two weeks later, I'm coming over. Oh, bet that's mine's? Oh. <laughs> I know you let me borrow on the Xbox because, you know, at my house, you know, my I stayed with my mom. BD had his own spot. So I said, okay, I'm going to leave my Xbox here. My man bought him a whole new Xbox for himself. Have I got paid back? Like double restitution, like Joe for my Xbox. No, I just replaced so, the Xbox. Technically, it was but, yours. It was just still at my house. So where is it now? I don't even know where that Xbox is now. Hmm. So I, I should be expecting two K <laughs> NBA two K twenty. Here's my reparations. Not re- reparations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, two K. I, I I would like a. Uh, oh, that new PS five coming out. What's the PS five. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so when that's joint, <laughs> when with the newest 2K, that's what I'd be expecting from you. Whenever the new the new PlayStation, you know, new PlayStation coming out. Right. I'll be I'll be holding that to you. That thing was stolen before you even met Blythe. Mm-hmm. So that thing was ten some years ago. Number one. Wow. Doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas kept it trill. Okay. At a time when everybody else just wanted to, oh, you know, Jesus, you're back. And, you know, just like you said you would. Doubting Thomas kept it real. Okay. There's something to be said for, you know, the, 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 the need for empirical evidence. Right. Okay. All right. Let me see your hands. Okay. I hear what y'all are saying. Right. <clears throat> I hear what the crowd is saying, but I need to see for myself. I need to see him. I need to, I need to see the holes in his hands, the holes through his feet, because this is what they, you know, they, 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 I mean, I, I saw him get murdered, but you guys say that he's alive just walking around all willy nilly. Okay. That sounds good. I need to see it. He kept it a buck. There were other disciples. I know there were other disciples that felt the same way, but they didn't say it. Thomas kept it a buck, and I give him the utmost respect for that. But yeah, BD's always been doubting Thomas. Still doubts me to this day. Mm. Anyway, my number one, mm-hmm. of course, is another solid biblical character. Another person that exuberated strength and wisdom. My number one, Joseph of the Old Testament, the man of the many colors. The man with the dream, the man that turned beauty out of a prison, the man that left his coat, got put back in prison, but became the second leading man in the country. My man, Joseph, number one. I'm going to be honest. 
Doubting Thomas was meant to be funny, but my number one is actually <laughs> Joseph. I'm going to be Joseph honest. Joseph was the man, homie. <clears throat> and this is, I'm not proud to admit this, but I could not think of his name at the time. But yes, Joseph. Wow. But yeah. I forget I, what, what uh, but yeah, I've always loved that story, man. Like, yeah, like he was a dreamer. You know what I mean? I think he was trifling at the beginning for telling his brothers yeah, that dream. Like that was just not a bad idea. I mean, that was not a good idea. Um, but man, just looking at, I just took a lot from that story as far as like him getting thrown into prison and him working hard and working his way up <clears> and earning the trust, uh, the trust of who was it? Pot- Potiphar? Was it Potiphar? Potiphar, yeah. Yeah. Earning the trust of Potiphar, um, making all the way to the top. And then his wife came in hating cause she wanted a, you know, wanted a brother. And then he turned her down, was disciplined. There's so many lessons uh, all jokes aside, out of like his story that I try to apply to my life, yeah, that you can, that everybody can apply to their life. Just hard work, discipline, you know, avoiding temptations, and ultimately, you know, arising to the point where, you know, he was put in, you know, right next to uh, Potiphar as far as his importance in the kingdom, and still. Even after all of that, when his brothers came, you know, there was famine and his brothers came and, you know, needing some grain or meal or whatever they were eating and him still being gracious and embracing them after what they did to him. Like, there's just so many things that you can take from that story. So, yes, all jokes aside, Joseph is my number one. Yeah, Joseph, man, there's so many lessons that I apply in my life that I observe that I that I that I just like. I love his story, man. He lived a long life a very respected man. And it's the story of Joseph lets me know that it's okay to be number two. Everybody wants to be number one, but the number one person in any government is the one who has the leader's ear. That's who runs the country. That's true. So you got to be okay with being number two. Number one, is, listen, number one is a lot of pressure. You know, you can be number one, but number, the real number one is the person who has the leader's ear. Mm. And that's what I endeavor to be. My nugget of truth for the day, real quickly, is what's your story? We are living, walking epistles. When someone reads your life, could they see the gospel? That's all I got, BD. All right. And that's all we've got for today here on the Good Guys Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Uh, I know I certainly enjoyed uh, creating it for you guys. I got a lot out of it, out of it just us preaching to each other and, and hopefully giving you guys some knowledge as well. Um, If you have not done so already, smash that subscribe button and hit the bell so that you get post notifications anytime we post new content. Hop in the comments. Let us know, you know, what you got from today's episode. Let us know what your top five biblical characters are. Um, Let us know. uh, Share the podcast. Like the podcast. Like we said, comment. Other than that, I've got nothing else. Um... As usual, I am Brandon Dixon. I am a humble father of four and a happily married man. He is Slim Rev. We are the Good Guys Podcast. We are out. Peace.